Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. The very first patient in New York's COVID calamity has something to say to all of us. A message of hope from the first New Yorker seriously stricken with COVID. The power of positivity is really the, uh, the one thing that trumps all. I'm Sean Adams in New Rochelle. New York eases travel restrictions for the vaccinated and allows entertainment venues to reopen in April with reduced capacity. I'm Marla Diamond in Times Square. Aaron Boone is in good spirits after receiving a pacemaker and James Harden and the Nets win big in Houston. This is Brad Heller. We're listening to our news radio archives for this date's milestones, including the COVID headline from one year ago. This is Thursday, March 4th. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. Morning, it's a cold start to the day and it's going to be a fairly blustery and cold day ahead as well this afternoon. Temperatures only in the 40s today, a big change from yesterday, but the sun will shine. I'm Wayne Cabot, you're with the Morning News Roundup on the fourth day of March. A flood starts with a single drop. It was a year ago the first virus case hit our area. It was a time health officials wondered if they could stop COVID from washing over the land. That first patient has a name, a life, a story, but has been very private for obvious reasons. Attorney Lawrence Garbuz agreed to speak with our Sean Adams. And Sean is live now in New Rochelle, where this all began for our area. Sean, good morning. What has life been like for him over the past year? It has been a whirlwind, from a cough to a medically induced coma. 51-year-old attorney Lawrence Garbuz, he was on a ventilator for nearly two weeks. He says he is grateful to be alive. He credits his amazing medical team, his family, his Jewish faith, his friends here in New Rochelle. When he came home, he was a changed man with a fresh perspective on life. Slow down, notice the little things. It started with appreciation for a blossoming tree in his yard. He never noticed it before. We're just running through life. We're not even appreciating all those things that are around us. And I really thought it was a, a, a you know, wonderful moment to sort of say, look, you know, we've got all these things we need to do. And one of the things that we need to do is we really need to enjoy ourselves. We need to appreciate those things that are around us. And I think the power of positivity is really the, uh, the one thing that trumps all. Lawrence Garbuz is focused on the future. For us all, he offers a message of optimism. Wayne? So, Sean, what can you say about his recovery? 
Garbuz is intensely private. He does not discuss his own recovery, but we can tell you over the past year, he's offered himself to others. He has counseled COVID patients. He listens patiently. He shares his own experiences. Uh, and uh, he says for, for himself, that is also therapeutic. Garbuz is also participating in several long-term research projects. Doctors are tracking his recovery with the hope of helping others. It's clear he wants to stay private. Why did he agree to speak with you, Sean? You know, he agreed to speak with us uh, because he is eager to spread this message of hope and positivity. Uh, he was disheartened last year when his name was publicized. Uh, he didn't like that at all. He, he does not like the fact that uh, Governor Cuomo labeled him patient zero. Uh, he feels that that stigmatized him and his family, implying in some way that they were super spreaders. Well, he views himself more like the canary in the coal mine. Uh, what happened here in New Rochelle was really a wake-up call for everyone around the world. Uh, so uh, Garbuz now is uh, working to return to private life. He just wants to uh, lead his life and uh, lead the, this, uh, this little spotlight. Uh, but he does hope that people can benefit from his positive message. Sean, thank you. Yeah, we can understand why patient zero would be an offensive term for him, especially considering the fact that uh, at the time that uh, he was diagnosed, there was also a woman who had traveled to Iran uh, in this area who had come down with COVID. Sean Adams, thank you. If you're flying or picking up somebody who is uh, who is out there right now, be aware of new travel rules for New York. And Marla Diamond is here with that. Good morning, Marla. What's the change? Well, they apply only to those who have been vaccinated and traveling within the United States. Travel guidance, domestic travelers are no longer required to quarantine or test out within the 90 days of full vaccination. International travelers, you have to continue to follow the CDC quarantine guidelines. Governor Cuomo says those arriving in the United States from overseas must also present a negative COVID-19 test and quarantine for 10 days. And the governor has set a date to reopen entertainment venues, except uh, not, not Broadway, unfortunately, but other venues, April 2nd. But at one-third capacity, Marla, can venues make that work? Well, it is a major step forward for the entertainment industry, especially smaller venues like comedy and music clubs, although it's not clear if filling a third of the seats there will be enough to save these clubs. Some performances at larger venues are expected as pop-ups inside Broadway theaters, as well as programming at nonprofit venues with flexible spaces. The Apollo, St. Anne's Warehouse in Brooklyn, and the Shed at Hudson Yards are already discussing smaller shows. Lincoln Center has already said that they hope to host outdoor performances once the weather gets warmer. But full Broadway performances will not be happening for a long time from now. Yeah, it's not just New York City. I was walking down my main street in my town. You can walk down your town probably and see the same thing. So many vacant storefronts that a year ago had businesses or entertainment or whatever. And we're going to talk to Joe Connolly about that in just a moment. Yeah, sounds like the groundhog was right. Winter continues. Here's the WCBS Exergen forecast. Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Well, he may want to hide next week, and that's a good little tease uh, to let you know that next week has signs of uh, warming up, at least for the week. But right now, this is definitely a cold week coming up, the rest of it, and right on into the weekend. Today's high in the low and middle 40s. 
Chillier than yesterday. It's close to average for this time of year, but tonight, frigid wind chills. Lows 20 to 25, teens inland. That wind chill probably in the 5 to 15 degree range. Friday, sunny, blustery. It's cold 35 to 40 and a cold, dry weekend. High between 35 and 40. Sun will be up at uh, 625. Right now in the city, it is 40. Humidity 62% and a northwest wind up to 13 miles per hour. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. On the 4th of March, 2021, this year of COVID has been the year of seismic shifts in how business gets done, assuming even that that business still exists. Joe Connolly continues our update now on where we stand one year later and how we got here. Joe. Wayne, New York's businesses did not recover fast like the stock market did in the last year. They laid off employees and lost customers. Many business owners lost their business or went into their retirement savings or went into personal debt to keep their business open and waiting for business to improve, and it's been a long wait for most. In the dark days of last March, we heard the concern in the voice here of Michael Bednark, who had just started making PPE equipment in his design studio at the Brooklyn Navy Yard. We're all working together to uh, mobilize the Navy Yard and deliver all this PPE to these frontline workers. But that was at precisely the point where New York businesses started to pivot. Instead of making his usual displays for Fifth Avenue store windows, Michael Bednark began using the plastics in those to make face shields for New York medical workers and to make partitions for Uber and Lyft drivers. He even went over to a city government building in Brooklyn on a Sunday and banged on the door. And somebody was there who gave him the name and number to call on Monday to start getting the face shields to health care workers. Bednark Studios was the first business we featured that was pivoting within days of the shutdown. Today, most office towers are still mainly empty. Some software and tech businesses did okay. Some business and professional services firms have started doing better. Now, a year later, New York entrepreneurs will lead the way out of the dark. They already see new opportunities. Award-winning chef J.J. Johnson, who owns three restaurants in Manhattan and the Bronx, says he and other restaurant owners are all out looking at new sites now to open new locations at rents 25% or more below what they were a year ago. Here is the voice of some New York business owners now. So I'm very fortunate to be able to pull out the tape measure or the calculators, talking to developers, landlords. You know, landlords and developers are hurting as well with vacancies, and they're looking to the new guard of New York City to try to help revive back some of these communities. And that's J.J. Johnson of Field Trip Restaurants, a member of the new guard that will revive New York. And finally, I emailed Jenny Bergman, the owner of the famous Upper West Side Kids store who we had on WCBS last fall, asking her how business was. I said, how's business now? Here's what she emailed back. Business has not really improved. We did get a bump in sales in December thanks to the media attention we got. I just got vaccinated. I'm literally sitting here in the post-waiting room as I type this exclamation mark. I'm hoping that as more people get vaccinated, business will pick up. I'm still working to improve our website, and hopefully that will boost business. Jenny.
Bergman, owner of Upper West Side Kids. Wayne? Yeah, Joe, I think it's appropriate to use the most overused expression when it comes to the vaccine. This could be the game changer. Let's hope. Let's get sports now at WCBS, and uh, let's hope that Aaron Boone is uh, is doing better more quickly. And Brad Hubbard's here about that. Brad, when do you think he could return to the uh, Yankees? Yeah, Wayne, it could be a couple days. According to GM Brian Cashman, Boone taking an immediate medical leave of absence yesterday. He received a pacemaker. A team statement last night said Boone was in good spirits. He did his daily Zoom meeting yesterday morning from his hospital bed. Also recorded a video message for the players. Bench coach Carlos Mendoza is going to be the acting manager while Boone is away. Last night, the Yankees beat the Blue Jays in Tampa. Corey Kluber, two perfect innings in his Yankee debut. James Harden tormented his former team, a 29-point triple-double. Nets beat the Rockets in Houston 132-114 to in their final game before the All-Star break. They've now won a franchise record seven straight on the road while the Rockets have lost 13 in a row. Jets GM Joe Douglas said if teams call about a Sam Darnold trade, he will listen. Also, Douglas said there's no timetable for making a decision about the quarterback. College basketball, St. John's beat Providence. UConn handed Seton Hall a third straight loss. And Wagner Wayne clinching a third NEC regular season title in the last six seasons. Brad Heller with the Morning Sports Roundup on WCBS. It's the Thursday Morning News Roundup. I'm Wayne Cabot. Thanks for listening. Here are three things to know this morning. Well, Marla mentioned New York's loosening of travel and entertainment rules. New York is not alone. Governor Lamont is expected to announce today he's eliminating Connecticut's travel advisory, increasing capacity for entertainment and sports venues, and letting restaurants expand to at least 75% capacity. In New Jersey, Governor Phil Murphy is giving the green light for wedding receptions to resume at 35% capacity. Also, sleepaway camps in the summer. Second thing, a new intelligence bulletin issued by the FBI and Department of Homeland Security warns of threats today at the U.S. Capitol, which is why the House canceled today's session. They instead voted last night on what is our third thing, the House passing new voting rights and new ethics legislation over unanimous Republican opposition. They've advanced to the Senate what would be the largest overhaul of the U.S. election law since the 1960s. It would restrict partisan gerrymandering of congressional districts, would strike down hurdles to voting, and bring transparency to a murky campaign finance system that allows wealthy donors to anonymously bankroll political causes. The House also voted last night to ban police chokeholds and end qualified immunity for law enforcement. Now from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, March 4th. 2020, two more people are confirmed to have the coronavirus in New York City. That brings the total to four. As the city cracks down on face mask price gouging. 2012, Nielsen Sound Scan announces U.S. vinyl sales have increased 36% from the year before. It would rise every year since, with revenue overtaking not only CDs, but also Pandora and satellite radio. Yes, vinyl records. It was on this date John Lennon said the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. I'm not saying that we're better or greater or comparing us with Jesus Christ as a person or God as a thing or whatever it is. Didn't go over too well in 1966 America, with stations banning the Beatles and others burning their records. Remember that sound. On this date in 1955, AT&T sent a fax for the first time coast-to-coast over a radio transmission. Radio made history in 1925 on this date with the first live broadcast of a president's inauguration. Calvin Coolidge with that first. This country believes in prosperity. The wise and correct course 
is not to destroy those who have already secured success, but to create conditions under which everyone will have a better chance to be more successful. And happy birthday to... Happy birthday to you, published on this date in 1924, and now owned by, you'll never guess. Last we heard it raked in $2 million a year to the owner, AOL Time Warner. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day. On air, on radio.com, and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 